This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 95, and I am interviewing Victoria Wells B, confidence and body love coach and fat activist, about why we as a culture are so afraid of fat, what you can do to overcome internalized fat phobia, and what to do if you're in a relationship where the person has told you that they'd find you more attractive if you were smaller. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this show at summerinanin.com forward slash 95. That's nine five. First, I want to give a shout out to ookpick29, great handle, for the review that you left for this show, which says the subjects are very relatable and the different perspectives are eye-opening. It makes me very hopeful that we are on the cusp of a major change in women's body image. Yes, I hope so. Thank you so much for leaving that review. Really appreciate it. If you want to leave a review for the show, I would be so grateful. You can do that by going to iTunes, searching for Fearless Rural Radio, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. You can also just go to summerinandin.com forward slash review to find a direct link to that. Second, if you haven't already done so, make sure you get the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. Today's guest is Victoria Wellsby. Victoria is a confidence and body love coach and the badass babe behind Bam Pal Life. She went from being homeless, abused with self-esteem that was achingly low into the courageous fat activist and boss lady she is today. Her work has been featured in Bustle, Hello Giggles, Fabu Plus, I Like Her Style, and many more. When she isn't changing the way women view their bodies, you can find her at UBC in her role as an adjunct professor. Victoria is a friend of mine. She also lives in Vancouver. She's amazing. <laughs> the first time I met her, I knew that we were going to be friends. She's just such a cool, such a cool woman. And I know you're going to love her. So I'm excited to have her on the show today. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. I am super excited to be here, like a million percent. It's about time because we've been we've been friends for a little while. We had our first date together when we went to go and see Lindy West speak. And then yes. I thought you were super cool because I think you made like a penis joke within the first five minutes of us hanging out. And I was like, <laughs> anyone who is doing that is 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 meant to be my friend so (laughs) it was meant to be and I think maybe I sealed the deal with you at the end of the day when I did that really high high kick and you recorded it so yes yes I wanted to impress you I was like how how can I impress her and get a second date I know I'm gonna show her my high kick and you were you were just like oh my god girl and that was it I was like, this girl is, it just goes right to my heart. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, we're we're super lucky to live in the same city. Although I know we're recording this from across the the ocean today because you are back, back in Europe for a little while. I'm an international woman of mystery, you know, I just can't (laughs) help being so awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, speaking of you being so awesome, I'd love to have you start by telling everyone a little bit about your story and how you got to become such an awesome babe. Oh, wow. Oh, how deep can I go in this? How deep do you want to go with my story? Like really juicy from the beginning or just like an overview? You know, what I'm what 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 do you feel inclined to share? Maybe maybe something in the middle. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> so I definitely want to I want to make sure we have time to talk about lots of other things too. But okay. I, but I okay, would okay. love to hear your story because I know in your bio, like you've got some powerful stuff in there. You, you know, you say yeah. you went from being homeless and abused with self-esteem that was achingly low into yeah. you know, being the courageous fat activist that you are. So I, I think I think I'm curious to know a little bit more about your background and I'm sure our listeners are too. Okay, awesome. So I'm British, as you can probably tell, or those people, some people might be like, oh, you're Australian. But no, how dare you? I'm British. So (laughs) I uh, was uh, brought up in a very poor family. We, I'd say we were under the poverty line and got uh, handouts from the church and things like that. So poor family. My dad is and uh, was an alcoholic. And there was a lot of diet culture uh, entrenched in so many members of my family and especially my mum. My mum's this little, really small Irish lady and she's always like, my legs are like tree trunks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So she was always uh, talking about how she was so fat and ugly and stuff and that kind of rubbed off on us and on me. So I started kind of getting into dieting maybe when I was about 10-ish because I knew that being fat was bad because, you know, all of the stuff I'd heard from my mum, from the rest of my family, on TV, I just knew being fat was the worst thing I could ever be. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get my, I'm going to become really thin and amazing. And so I started uh, like running up and down all, we have a long, we had a long corridor in our family house. And so I'd run up and down it a hundred times and I would eat food that I thought was diet food. And so I thought diet food was just normal food, but with no flavor. So I'd eat like just boiled pasta and be like, yeah, I'm going to lose loads of weight. So obviously I didn't because I was just, you know, just a normal young girl, but I always just knew that I wasn't good enough because I was chubby. I was just, I was just a little bit chubby at the time. And I remember one thing that, that stands out was seeing this awesome opera singer on, um, the TV and she was like belting it out and then turning around to my mum and I was like, I know what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be a singer. And she was like, Oh yeah, that's nice. But you're too fat to be a singer. Mm-hmm. Only think people can be singers. And I was like, yeah, good point. I was just like, yeah, that's true. That sucks. So, you know, that's my, my career is out the window because I'm, I'm a fat person. So to compensate for my fatness, which I saw as a fatal flaw, I was awesome in every other way that I could be. So I was the, you know, sweet and funny and I was good at school and I was smart and I was kind and, you know, all these things to try and make up for the fact that I was a terrible daughter because I was fat. And yeah, so that was kind of like my, my childhood, just knowing that I was a bad little girl because I was chubby. So 
at the age of 16, my mum decided that she wanted to move to back to Ireland where she's from. She had a, a car accident and she was like, I'm going to seize the day and move back home. And I was like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm 16. I can look after myself. Obviously, super dumb. I couldn't have looked after myself. So at the age of 17, she'd sold our family home. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go rent a house or something. And I obviously couldn't because in, in the UK, you can't legally rent anything until you're 18. And I didn't have a job. I was at school, so I didn't have any money to, to rent anything. So at that same time, I, I met a guy and he was 30 years old and a total creep. But at the time I was like, my self-worth was so low. I was like, oh my God, someone likes me. And it didn't matter that he was an alcoholic and abusive and just a massive dick. I was just like, yes, finally, I've met a guy. And so he was like, hey, you need to go and live in a homeless shelter. You're homeless or whatever. So I started living in this youth hostel with other troubled kids and that was quite the experience because all of the staff that worked there they really didn't expect much from the children that lived there and it was a uh, yeah a really tough experience and and so the other alternative was to live with this creepy old dude which is what I did next and so Moved in with him and his mum, because obviously he was uh, living with his mum. And that's when the abuse got even worse. And he decided that because I was fat, that I should lose weight. And I, I agreed with him, obviously. And so he's like, okay, I've got this diet for you, which is basically you're allowed to eat like a tiny amount of calories every single day. And he monitored everything that I ate. So... Oh God. And I think about like what I was eating and it was nothing. And if he ever caught me sneaking anything else, he would just go ballistic and he would count the slices of bread in the loaf of bread and be like, well, there were 17 there when I left and now there's 16. So obviously you've had a slice of bread and you're a big greedy pig and things like that. So, so that my, oh man, my disordered relationship with food just exploded then because it was like this illicit shameful thing it always kind of was shameful but it really was I, I felt like I was a food addict and I really believed I was addicted to food and yeah like I was some sort of monster because I'd wake up and I'd be like yes I can eat my slice of bread this morning for breakfast and oh I would dream about it and be like, the quicker I go to sleep, the quicker I can eat a slice of bread. And yeah, so I thought I must be an addict. And I was like, well, he's addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted to food. So this is what I deserve. You know, I don't deserve any more. So I always thought in my life, because I'm fat, it's a fatal flaw. I don't deserve to have a good partner. I don't deserve to have good friendships, a good job. I don't deserve to have a nice place to live or anywhere to live. I don't deserve nice clothes. I don't deserve anything because of being fat and only that, which now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, what are you thinking? But obviously I know why I thought like that because of diet culture and fat phobia. So... I eventually managed to get away from him after a couple of years and 
afterwards I, I vowed I was going to get thin because if I was thin, then I'd have a nice boyfriend that wasn't abusive and, you know, all of the, you know, money would rain down from the sky and I'd be able to dance around in my string bikini and life would be amazing if I was thin. So obviously, mm. <laughs> and, uh, I so I went to to Weight Watchers and lost a bunch of weight because I was starving myself, and and then when I when I lost a bunch of weight, I was average, totally an average size, but none of that stuff happened, and I was like, what the fuck? And I still felt like I was abnormal, and I still felt unattractive, and all of the problems I had before were still there, and. And I couldn't maintain the weight loss because I was eating like, you know, a slice of lettuce and some dust every day. And yeah. so it was not sustainable. And so eventually I put the weight back on and more because that's what diets uh, do. And, oh, man, it was like I was the worst failure ever. And friends would be like, oh, my God, what happened to you? You know, you you did so well. And now look at you. You're like fat again like Jesus and the amount of love and appreciation I got from my family when I'd lost the weight it was kind of like you finally did it girl you did it you're you know we're finally proud of you or they didn't say we're finally proud of you but that was like kind of how I felt Mm -hmm. so um yeah so then I um met the man that I thought that I was going to marry. He was this just amazing, funny, kind, smart, you know, everything you could ever dream for in um, a partner. And I was like, I'm going to marry him. He's so amazing. And I busted him one day. He had two other girlfriends and I busted him. I found out. And I uh, contacted the other girlfriends and we all became friends and we kicked him to the curb. But from that, I just thought, well, what, what can I expect? I'm fat. You know, I'm fat. Therefore, he had to go and have other girlfriends. And I just put down everything to this flaw that I had, which was my fatness. So mm-hmm. uh, so after I moved to Vancouver eventually and um, I had, uh, a, you know, a successful corporate career and I had spent years in therapy by that point, And I was very I worked out all of my issues apart from this one issue that I saw, which was my fatness. And so I I was pretty emotionally intelligent and everywhere in my life was quite balanced, but I couldn't shake this being like, fuck man, I wish I, w- I just wish I was thin. And my therapist wasn't tuned in with, you know, didn't know anything about health at every size or anything like that. So could never suggest be, to the idea that, hey, maybe you're okay being fat. Like that was never a concept. And I'd always be like, just writing down my goals and being like, you can become thin, thin Victoria. You know, you're so successful and smart and, you know, you've, you've, you've overcome everything and you can do this too. You can lose weight. Just keep trying. And so I battled with that for a long time being, feeling really ashamed because every other area of my life was pretty good apart from this whole being fat thing. So eventually, I think it was, I think my first exposure to the idea that fat is okay was Reagan Chastain. And I discovered her website and I was just like, shut the fuck up. What is this? (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean? Like I, I was reading her blog post and I was like, you can be fat and it's okay. This concept never was in my, like, I'd never heard of it. It was just totally 
wild, totally wild. And yeah, my mind was blown. And I, I remember being in bed on my phone, reading blog post after blog post, being like gobbling it all up and just being like, oh my God, maybe I'm okay. And uh, I heard this analogy before on your show, but it was like the matrix, right? Of, mm. of uh, finally taking the pill and seeing everything clearly. And since then, oh, Man, this is it. This is what my life is meant to be, just being an awesome fat babe. And if people don't like me because I'm fat, then they can just eat it is what I think. So that brings us up to today. (laughs) I feel like we just found the quote for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) If people don't like me, they can eat it. Yeah, that right there. (laughs) I think. Um, the phrase eat it comes from uh, Latrice Royale and she's a drag queen and she's amazing and she's fat and she's great so um, yeah you should look her up as well <laughs> I will do that <laughs> I will do that yeah wow I, I don't think I knew the depths of your story and I don't I don't think I re- realized I, I didn't know the abuse that you had been through and and the the things that you that you've overcome so wow I think it's just you know I, I feel like I have I don't want to say like I have more respect for you but I just think that wow you you know you've overcome a lot a lot of adversity and you know I'm curious to know like whether you feel like that the adversity that you've overcome like has that given you I feel like that's given you a lot of strength like you almost take that and that's like that's that fire inside of you Oh yeah, totally, totally. I think now I'm so pleased that I was brought up of a poor family. I'm so pleased that I've, um, you know, experienced these things. Like at the time I was like, this fucking sucks. But now I'm just, I'm so thankful because I have realized how resilient I am. I feel like I can overcome anything and I don't need to sweat the small stuff because really who cares? We're going to be dead real soon anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. Don't yeah. really matter. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So I want to get into, you know, there's just a couple big things I want to talk to you about. And one of them is around the video that you recently created, which is called Why Are We So Scared of Fat? Mm-hmm. Can you can you talk about why why you wanted to create this video and and tell us a little bit about the video as well? And obviously I'll link to it in the show notes, but I just want to hear you talk about it. Yeah. So one of my business goals is to have a TEDx talk and through, I've been in training to do that. And so through the development of that, I, I came to what we call is in, in the TEDx world of uh, my core message. And my core message is, was all about fat phobia. I was just like, why, why, why are we so scared of fat? And we like, it's everywhere. And it's kind of like fat phobia can happen to good people. And I was, I was uh, all throughout my life, massively fat phobic. So the video is me going around Vancouver and asking people what they think of fat and what's their ideal body type. And would they rather you know, work with their arch enemy for the rest of their life or be fat. And people are like, oh, work with the arch enemy. Oh God, I don't want to be fat. Jesus. And so I started off, I did some research to start off because I was like, people are fat phobic, but I just want to make sure. So I did a, I did a survey of a hundred people and I asked them their, their views on fat. And it was what I expected. So um, I asked, what's your ideal body shape? 
29% of people said athletic and what's your least desired body shape and 56% of people said fat. And another question that I asked in this survey is, do you think people should love their bodies? And 73% of people said, yes, people should love their bodies. And then I asked, do you think that fat people should love their bodies? And I've, uh, so only 32% said yes, but only if they're healthy, quote healthy, mm-hmm. and 13% said no. So that was that, that, that kind of got me into the whole idea of people can get behind fat people to a certain extent if they think that that fat person is healthy. But if that fat person is like, no, nah, man, I'm unhealthy as fuck, then they're like, oh, no, no, think about the children. And so it was really interesting. And actually, it gave me a new perspective of, I thought most people were like, we hate the fatties, kill the fatties, go to hell, you big fat slob. But, you know, some people are like that. But most people really struggled with, they see themselves as a good person, but they're saying fat phobic things to me as a fat person while I'm interviewing them. And you can see they're struggling because they're like, I'm a good person, but I think fat people are bad. And you can see they're kind of working it out. And I think a lot of times people have never even examined these ideas, which are seen as totally normal. And when someone says, hey, what do you think? And you can see the 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 cogs going in their brain of being like, oh, this is kind of interesting. So it's my mission I just want to spread the world and be like, hey, you know, it's not that bad to be fat and um, get people thinking. And I think I think most people are good people. And if you just say, hey, you know, it's, it's OK to be fat and it's OK to be fat and unhealthy. Most people are going to say you've got a point there. Some people won't, obviously, because they're, you know, jerks or whatever. But yeah, that's my I think that's my life calling, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like most of the people you interviewed in the video were in smaller sized bodies. Did you yes. like did you have people or did you speak to anyone who was in a in a larger body or who was fat? And like, was their perception any different? Or was it the same? Yeah, so I had done some dry runs without the camera and had managed to to find some some fat people to speak to. On the day, which is not uncommon in, uncommon in Vancouver and I was on the seawall, there were no fat people to be seen and we were out there for four hours. So yeah. because Vancouver is very, you know, yoga and da-la-la. But anyway, so yes, I did to speak to some fat people. And actually what I did beforehand is I got my, I have a, a thin friend and I got her to interview people and I, I hid somewhere to see if people's answers were different to her than they were to me. Because, you know, people don't want to insult a fat person that's right in front of me, yeah. in front of them. So it was interesting. So the fat people that I interviewed, they were very kind of apologetic about their size and being like, you know, yeah, you know, fat people should love their bodies. And I know that, you know, my body's probably not the best and, but you know, I, I work out and I eat well. And so they were very apologetic. And when my thin friend interviewed people, it was very easy for people to be like, well, you know, it's okay if they're fat, but you know, they better be healthy. And I, you know, I hope to see that they're, they're working to try and lose the weight, that sort of thing. But it was interesting because my thin friend didn't see the differences in their answers because and she recorded it so I could listen back she didn't see the 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 changes and but I was like yeah man 
they're saying different things and they're really, you know, able to to express themselves more fully without a fat person lurking, being like, what are you saying about me? You know, oh. so uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, what's so interesting to me is like, if you were to swap out the word fat with race or gender, yes, people would see how wrong it is to feel yes. that way. You know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, yeah. you know, one, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say one of the questions I had was what word would you use to describe a fat person? And the the top answer was um, 36% of uh, unhealthy. So yeah, you're totally right. If you were like, what word would you use to describe a woman or what, you know, or whatever, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. I think people still obviously have a lot of internalized biases in that as well. Like, let's be honest here. Yeah, like, we, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. we know there's still a lot of racism and sexism, but, totally. you know, fat phobia is still, is so much more socially acceptable. Like, and, yeah. and something that, like you said, people don't question in themselves. Like, do you feel like you got people to question that? Totally, totally. Cause I, cause I would say a lot of times, why but why and one of the guys in the video he he we were getting in a kind of a longer discussion at the end of the video I, um i it's not on on the camera but i said to him so do you think that i should lose weight and he was he was he was so talkative before that but he was just like uh uh, uh it, well are you healthy and i was like what if i say i'm, I'm not going to tell you if i am or not and he was like uh and you could tell he he didn't really he didn't know what to say and he was flummoxed because when it comes to being fat phobic to, to someone to their face, when you've kind of built up a little bit of a relationship, he couldn't do it. And he seemed like a pretty smart guy anyway. And so you could tell with every single conversation, there was a question that was raised in the person's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, I, I, cause sometimes it feels like within, you know, like the, the body positive or fat acceptance world, you know, you're kind of just preaching to the choir like you're you're shouting yeah. into i think you know my friend kyla prince has said before like you're shouting into a vacuum like you're just yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's really interesting to hear you go out and have conversations with people who are completely unfamiliar with this or totally unfamiliar with the biases that because it is so normalized in their mind and they mm-hmm. truly believe that what they think is right and fair and mm-hmm. um so it's, yeah, it's just, I feel like, I mean, do you, what do you think? Do you think more conversations like that need to be had? Like what, yeah. what, what do you feel like needs to happen in order to create a bigger change in this world? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's absolutely right. It's, it's, it's great to be surrounded by people who are echoing, echoing your own opinions. But then when you can get, if you have the, you want to spend the emotional labor having a conversation with someone, it's really, I find it really impactful to me. And I hope it is a little bit to them as well, because I think doing this, this exercise has made me feel a little bit better about humanity in general, because most people were curious a little bit. And it was kind of like, huh, this is a brand new perspective. And I've never even considered that kind of like how I came to the idea of, you know, fat being okay. It's it's totally wild. And so a lot of people are um, a little bit more curious. And so for me, I like uh, having gentle conversations with people I know. And so whenever I make a new friend, and if they ever use the word overweight or obese, I always say, hey, can I uh, challenge you on something? And I'm like, yeah, of course, absolutely. And um, I say, 
when you use that word, it's kind of playing into the idea that there is a certain weight that you should be. And it's also um, relying on the BMI scale, which is bullshit. And this is why it is. And I prefer if you could call me fat or you can use these other words. And every time I've done that with someone, they have been so curious and interested. And a few times the they've come back to me and they're like, yeah, I've been thinking about this and what you said. And I was thinking about this and that, and it's really made them, them think. And so for me, I'm okay to have those conversations. And I know you don't have to, but that's the kind of um, idea of if we, if I could do that on a bigger scale and if, you know, if everyone could do that on a bigger scale of, of being like, Hey, what do you think about this? And have you thought about that word and how it might be, you know, this word might be better. Or I think most people are, are, are curious and are good people in, in at heart. So that's my, my hope for humanity. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think a lot of people do have good intentions. I'd like to believe that a lot of humanity is, you know, wants respect and equality for, for all people and is, is truly blind to their biases, you know, in, yeah. in this, in this arena specifically. Totally, totally. And you, and I think a lot of people, they don't even realize when they say something totally fat phobic or, but now, you know, now that I'm in this line of work, it's, it's a uh, magnified a gajillion percent and it's really obvious to me, but it's probably just a, a funny little joke to them or, you know, whatever, or a turn of a phrase. Or I was watching this program um, the other day and there were some people talking and it was a, it was a dating program. And one girl was like, Oh, when I get in a relationship, I get really lazy and I get really fat and then I'm disgusting. And everyone's like, yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, that would be, you know, a few years ago, I might have been like, yeah, that's so funny. But that shit, man, that's fat phobic. Yeah. You know, yes. you know tiny little things like that, you don't even realize. Yes. And yeah, now we're now we can see it. it's like, holy shit, it's everywhere. Oh. It's everywhere. It's insidious. Oh, yeah, God. it's I mean, it, yeah, it's insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Insidious. Insid- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out either. I have problems with words sometimes. Um <laughs> So I, but I want to, I wanna, so when I, I want to segue this into like the good fatty, bad fatty dichotomy, because what came through so heavily in this, in, you know, this experience, this ex- or experiment, whatever you want to call it is just, well, they better be healthy, mm-hmm. you know? And like, why, why is this, like, why are we so obsessed with people being healthy? Like, why is being healthy a component of being okay with someone? What do you, yeah. what do you think? Right. Like you wouldn't go up to a thin person and be like, you know, but are you healthy? Because you know what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's got, got nothing to do with anything. I think it's it's a very easy way for people to sp- display fat phobia and uh, disguise it as being concerned. Basically, people don't like fatness. They don't like fat people, and it's really easy to be like, well, we're just concerned for their health, and you know, think about the kids. The obesity epidemic, it's so bad. And as well, it feels nice to feel superior to to some people as well. I know that 
I have so many times in my life being like, oh, look at that fat person. At least I'm not as fat as them. They must be greedy and lazy and sit at home and drink lard milkshakes and la 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 la, you know, loads of stupid bias and whatever. But it felt good, you know, to me to be like, well, at least there's someone who's not as, you know, who's worse than me. But yeah, it's just disguising people's um, bias and fat phobia to be focusing on people's health. Because if people really were concerned about health, they would be like, shit, man, I'm not going to talk about this because it might affect their mental health. Or they might say to someone, oh, you like skydiving. What about your health? You might die or, you know, things that were, that are dangerous. You don't think, oh, but what about your health? Like people don't think like that because it's not tied into fat phobia. But when, when there's a fat person, they can concern troll as much as they like and feel good about it because, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just trying to help them be a better person. And I've done that so much as well. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy because it's like <laughs> you really you really think you're you're trying to be a, you're you're being you're improving people's health. <laughs> yeah, you know, like let's oh. let's talk about the real issues around health, like accessible health care and <laughs> you know like food deserts and poverty and and the the relationship between oppression and people's health like there's just and I think a lot of that is people just don't even know or realize because oftentimes you can just kind of live in like a little bit of a privileged bubble but yeah it's 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 really it's so ingrained that it's attached to body size and people are so judgmental about people's health activities and I think I think we need to be like just continuing to challenge that yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I there was I was I was trying to find today. Roxanne Gay was on I think it's Trevor Noah's show. Yeah, talking about her new book Hunger. And so I was trying to find the clip on um, YouTube because we can't get it in 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 England or Canada or whatever. And so there was this one um, video, but it wasn't from it wasn't from it wasn't the clip. But the description was Roxanne Gay. Oh, she's great. She's got great points. But we must remember it is important to shame fat people for their own good. And I was like, no, you're so close, motherfucker. You're so close. You know, Roxanne's great. Gay is awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Full stop. You know, it's not good to shame people ever. And and, and if if your goal is to get the person to become thin, shaming them makes them fatter. So Mm -hmm. don't do it. You know, on all, all the levels there is. You know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your advice to someone who's listening who is who is really experiencing this kind of you know dis- discrimination in their lives? You know, whether it's they work with people who make them feel bad about themselves, or they're in relationships, like kind of like you are in relationships. Like, what's your what's your advice to someone experiencing this? Well, I guess if it's possible to remove themselves from the situation, but I know that that's not always possible because say if you've got a job and you've got some, you know, there's lots of diet talk around or whatever, and it depends where you are in your journey. If it was me, I would say, you know, if someone was like, oh, I'm being so bad today, I'm eating a donut or, you know, say they say something fat phobic, I'd just be like, why? (laughs) Why? And then get them to explain it and hopefully they'll be like, oh, maybe that isn't really the right thing to say or or just say, hey, you know, this stuff, I don't really like talking about it. Can you not talk about it around me? But again, like if you're new to this stuff, that would be an almost impossibility. So if you can just avoid those situations, avoid those people. I know in my life, if anyone talks 
that type of stuff. If I love them, I'll correct them and see if, um, you know, we can make things great again. But uh, if they are not someone that I want to pursue a relationship, really, I just get them out of my life. Life's too short to be around fat phobic friends, you know, just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But if you like them, try and work on it. Yeah. And what about like, you know, so, so I've, you know, your video really brings to light how fat phobic people are. Um, yeah, which, you know, I think can, like, make it I mean, it's hard for people who are already afraid of being judged. So, mm. like, what do you want people who are perhaps seeing that to to know or to do to protect themselves and advocate for themselves? Mm. Well, I guess it's, it's how much emotional energy do they want to spend? Because it's not, it's not fat people's job to educate fat phobic people to say, Hey, don't be a dick. But I would as well remember that you, I, most of us used to be or are still exactly like that, that same mindset. And it wasn't because we were bad people. It's just that we just didn't know any better. And we are a symptom of the culture that we have been raised in. And so, you know, viewing it from that point of they, you know, they're trying to be a good person. They just don't know any better. And to correct them if you want to, but don't waste emotional energy trying to, you know, change everyone's ideas because it'll make you sad and tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the, you know, living your life, knowing that there's, there's always just going to be judgmental assholes out there, regardless of whether, (laughs) regardless of whether it's about body size or, you know, whatever, there's just people who have insecurities are going to often have judgments. Uh, yeah about totally. others as well totally yeah it doesn't and the thing is it doesn't matter what you are like thin fat short tall whatever it doesn't matter there's always going to be someone that be like mm, I wouldn't do it like that or she looks like shit or you know whatever no matter what so you might as well just be your fat fabulous or you know whatever size you are self just yeah. be yourself because at least then you're authentic to your to yourself and being able to live your true life. And if people don't like it, like I say, they can eat it. They can go eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to I want to talk about relationships a little bit because you wrote a really mm-hmm. powerful blog post about your pa- past relationship and obviously you telling your story today. Uh, you've talked about relationships where you know, you've experienced emotional and and physical abuse because of, of they, they wanted you to be thinner. But in the blog post, you talked about how he told you he would have loved you more if you were thin. And mm. I, I know people that this has happened to. I know people who are in relationships where their partners have said, you know, like, I'm not sure I'm going to be, I would be attracted to you if you gained weight or, you know, I would be more attracted to you if you were thinner. So I I would love to know, you know, how you navigated that experience and what your advice is for people who are going through that. Yeah. And I've, I've, um, since I've got into this line of work, it seems like a massive common theme that people's partners saying, I don't find you attractive anymore. Or I couldn't like, if you put on any more weight, I wouldn't love you or shit like that. So, and it happened to me. So I was in a a six year relationship with a wonderful person, kind, sweet, emotionally intelligent, very, very nice person. And one day 
maybe three years into our well, four years into our six-year relationship, we were talking and though I could tell there was something wrong in the relationship. And so I would say like, you know, what is it? What's, what's wrong? And he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. And it's like, and it's, you know, you've put on some weight and, you know, I'm just not really attracted to you anymore. And I was devastated. I was just, because it was my my all of my life, I just knew it doesn't matter if I am the best girlfriend, daughter, sister, friend, I'm still fat. And that's a that's a, a fatal flaw. And here it was again, this wonderful man that I adore telling me, yeah, that fat thing is a fatal flaw. Don't forget about it. Mm. And I'd maybe put on, I don't know, 15 pounds, 20 pounds or whatever. And I was like, I'll fix it. I'll get better. I'll get thin again, you know, not thin, you know, but I'll lose weight and, you know, I'll show you that I deserve love sort of thing. And so the next day I started what would be my last diet. And I kind of was, you know, not really into it at that stage, the dieting. And not long after I kind of, I've discovered health at every size and fat positivity and la la la. So eventually that's not what broke us up, but that was kind of, you know, one thing about it because then I learned about all this stuff and I challenged him and said, Hey, have you heard about health at every size? And he would not get on board. He would like refuse to entertain the concepts. He was just totally against it in every way. So eventually, so when we did break up a few months after we were talking and I said to him, I always kind of got the impression that you weren't really attracted to me, you know, during the whole relationship. And he was kind of like, eh. and by this time, you know, I was able to talk about it because it wasn't really painful. And uh, he was explaining, yes, he would have been happier in the relationship if I was thin and spoke about the reasons behind that saying, you know, it's basically... Uh, me being a material possession and I was like you what what (laughs) you know like who who was on his arm was a reflection of who he was wow and it it made him feel more masculine and I was with him for six years and he is so what I would say woke he's so smart and I was like shut the fuck up what is going on here and I was able to now I'm able to look at that and be like there was nothing wrong with me. I am gorgeous and fierce and fabulous. And it's him that he is entrenched in fat phobia, diet culture, our society. I had to do no work. He had to do the work. And um, But at the time, I wasn't able to see that. I could just see myself as being this greedy fatty who my boyfriend's disgusted by and wanted to make it better. So if that happened again, I would say, interesting. Okay. So you need to work on your fat phobia motherfucker because I'm fabulous. Um, (laughs) you know, but when you're in that situation, it's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to change your partner's point of view? Like obviously not in that, in that case, because you tried, but do you feel like that's possible for people? Uh, Yes, I do. It depends how much the person wants to work on it. He was very resistant to it because he comes from a a fat family. And so he had a lot of emotional work he had to do. And he wasn't in the place to do it. 
someone else might be on board with the concepts and ideas and might be open to exploring their own uh, biases. And yeah, people's people's opinions can change. You know, I used to be hella fatphobic. Now I'm not. So sure. But man, that's is tough. That is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Like what? what's your advice to someone who's going through something like that? I'd say it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lose weight to be worthy. You are amazing just the way you are. And, you know, we can, we will always change. Our bodies will always change. And so if your partner can't get down with the fact that you are not going to be X amount of years old, this uh, weight, this, you even get shorter when you get older. I mean, like, shit, man, there's like, your hair color is going to change. If he, he or she can't get down with that, then that's kind of, uh, you know, I'd see uh, something that's quite problematic. And yeah, so it's not your fault. And I would suggest them um, talking about how their partner can work on working out their biases and give them like, a few books to read or whatever. And if they don't want to kick them to the curb because they don't deserve your finance. I'm telling you. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh, like, it's crazy to me that he articulated that he wanted an object and like, thank God you got out of that because to be an object is to be an object for life, you know, essentially yeah. like yeah, to, to be that for somebody like God, we oh. we got to advocate for more for ourselves. Like that's cr- wow, that's, that's intense. And, yeah, and I and he is a very smart, kind, wonderful, great, like a great guy. Yeah, and if a great guy can be thinking like that, what if someone who is like has not explored all these kind of concepts? Because you know he was he he was interested in exploring the ideas of um, you know feminism and um, different things like that. So what if someone is you know half as interested in this type of stuff as he was and he'd be like twice as into objectifying women and all that sort of shit so mm-hmm. yeah yeah <gasps> wow wow <laughs> it's uh yeah that's that's intense i think mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've, I've you know I'm, i've i've heard it from others before and i think that you know we gotta we gotta see ourselves as more than than objects. I know, I know there's lots of guys out there that see us as more than objects too. Like I know that, you know, I've, I've married one. I know, Mm. I know people who have, I know fat women who are in loving relationships as well. And, and so I I don't want, you know, I I definitely want to tell people that if they're in a relationship like that, they do deserve better and that there are good, there are good people out there, whether it is a man or a woman that you're seeking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it, and as well, it's, it's a, another act, like saying something like that to your partner, it's another act to bring them down mm-hmm. and make them smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, it's, it's helping you stay small. I'm using air quotes here, like small in regards to how you think about yourself. So I think it's kind of, yeah, it's, I don't want to say uh, abusive, but it's, it is. you know, yeah, you know. It's emotionally what, abusive. The yeah, yeah, what's the point of saying that to someone? Yeah. Apart it, from, yeah. Yeah. So. Hurting them. I mean, it, <sighs> yeah, yes, it's good that you were able to have that honest conversation because it allowed you to get out. You know, I think obviously the context is what would define it as abusive or not. But I, I think, you mm. know, if someone is saying like, oh, you shouldn't eat that or, mm. you know, why don't you try and lose weight? That's, that's, 
that in that's you know, abuse. Yeah. It is. It really <laughs> yeah. is. It really yeah, is. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and before, like when my self esteem was lower, if a partner said, "Oh, should you eat that?" I'd probably be like, "You're right." But if someone said that to me now, I'd be like, "Are you what? What the fuck do you think you're saying, motherfucker?" Yeah, um, mm, exactly. I'd be like, "Watch me! I'm gonna fucking down this donut, whatever." <laughs> oh. Can you imagine? Oh no, no, yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Like, honestly, I would be the same. It would be that would just be the the, the end. I would <laughs> I would do that high kick. That's what my high kick is for. If someone says any shit to me, I'll high kick them. Get out of my life, you. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's one of the hard. Oh yeah, the comments on on my food, and you're fucking done, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah I got a lot of inner anger about that too because I a lot of people made comments to me like that when I was growing up so it's like oh really but I was never strong enough to defend myself and so yeah now that I yeah you know that all the internalized pain and anger would just come out (laughs) like a fucking fire in their face Yeah. yeah that's what we need to like start start like a new revolution is just to like everyone comment on on uh, people who are like out of diet cultures food choices and everyone will be like enraged and be like let's take over the world i think yeah that's what we need to start a revolution well it can be simultaneous <laughs> yeah. simultaneous food shaming and they'll be like no get everyone just breathing fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'd be the strongest badasses army ever. It'd be amazing. Well, you're doing you're doing amazing work. I love I love talking to you. You're so you're so fun. Like you bring such a good element of of sass and humor and passion to it, which is which is what I love. So um, it's been <laughs> I love hanging out with you in real life, and I'm so glad we finally got to do the podcast. So as we wrap things up, I want you to tell people where they can find more of you. You can find me on my website is bampowerlife.com and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And I'll link to all those in the show notes. So thank you so much. I it was it, you're awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being my friend. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, I don't know that song. What? You never watched The Golden Girls? No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. We need we got some we got some catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm sending you the theme song as soon as we're done with it. Okay, good. So then I can sing it to you next time. Because if I had a party and invited everyone I knew. Uh, yeah, yeah I can't sing. sing you it. can sing, right? Because you actually could, can sing. Like you wanted to be a singer. I can't. Yeah. I can't, I can't sing worse shit. I think probably everyone's like fast forward to the end of this episode yeah. and cut it off right now. <laughs> no, no I was nodding. I was nodding my head, like getting down with the beat when you were singing. So <laughs> I think everyone else would be too. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the album will be out soon. It's going to drop. So yeah. keep, your, uh, keep your ears peeled for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Kanye better watch out. <laughs> Pretty much. in and on the street. <laughs> Tay Tay, watch your back, girl. Summer's coming for you. <laughs> Amazing. On that note, thank you. Okay, thank <laughs> I'll talk you. to you soon. Rock on. 
That was awesome. It looks like my next mission in life is to indoctrinate Victoria in the merits of the Golden Girls. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed our conversation. And you can find the links and resources mentioned, including the video that Victoria filmed at summerinandent.com forward slash 95. Thank you so much for listening today. The show is going to be on a hiatus for two weeks as I am shutting down my business for two whole weeks for the first time ever. Yay! Cheers to being a good boss to myself. So I hope that you take time to listen to some of the archives if you haven't already done so. And I'll be back again in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Rock on. 